Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Eartha Powell on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Hello, everyone. This is me, Eartha. Welcome back to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. I'm in my office today. I uh, adjust the lighting and put a little bit of a different background behind me. So hopefully uh, this uh, presentation, our session today will be a little bit more clear than the uh, last few presentations. So I'm working on getting a little bit better at uh, presenting a little bit uh, better quality video for you. Uh, If you're listening to me on uh, your device, uh, I'm trying something new. The podcasts are also available uh, through uh, video. So last time we talked about how um, distractions push us away from our non-harmful values. And I would like to share a few uh, more pointers on our topic. And hopefully this will help you uh, identify maybe some strategies in pushing through those distractions. Before I go any farther, I'd like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have a platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast to you. And to my producers, Mary Lou and Sam, thank you so much for making Transition Awareness Breathing available to my listeners everywhere they go. And thank you so much for all the hard work you're doing in um, working with me to get these video broadcasts out. <laughs> it's, it's been an upstream um, adventure, but I know that you know, we're getting stronger in our in our uh, abilities to get our podcast to a whole uh, new audience. And uh, so I think it's going to be cool. Okay, so I am going to share my screen, oh, excuse me, um, but not right now. I have some um, information I, I pulled up and it's so interesting. I think you'll appreciate it. So I'm just moving my screen over here a little bit. All right. And moving this one up a little bit. Okay. So last time we talked about uh, Dr. McNay's stress curve. I call it the stress curve. And if you can remember that diagram on one part of the bell curve, it is where, you know, the beginning of our, the bell curve, the stress bell curve, and it's, you know, low, um, low stress, low actions. Then on the other side of that bell curve, on at the very end, it is to the point where there's um, a lot of anger and a lot of stress. So 
you know what? Let me pull this up for you. I think I could do this. I think uh, I think it'll be a little bit more clear for you. I redid the diagram so that um, I can get a little bit better at doing this. So let me see if this works. Share. Okay. Righty. And okay. So right here, it's kind of a, a bell shaped curve. And right here is the under stress, low stress. And actually, there's this not a, a lot of stimulation going on and we're not really involved in life. And and this this under stress, you know, is it could be an issue. We need, according to Dr. Um, Nay's diagram, and I agree with this, that, you know, if you, it makes sense, that we do need uh, some stress in our lives. You know, we cannot uh, continue and survive without a little stress. Stress is what keeps us uh, motivated, learning, curious, and discover. Um, and so here, as the bell curve begins to reach its peak is the best point. It's a productive, it's a healthy point. Okay. The stress, the stress is not overcoming us. It's not causing any um, physiological harm. It, if we maintain that stress and it continues to go up to a high level, then the body begins to process the stress and it's a chronic stress or the 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 chronic stress causes the body to um have high blood pressure diabetes these are all chronic medical conditions uh, and or anxiety so it's right around here this point right here where we tip over into physical and psychological responses that may not be productive or positive. And at this point, we're overstressed. And when we get down to this point, it's what I was speaking about, is when we get into anger and violence. And certainly, um, within this area, I would refer to this as harmful uh, judgments, uh, participating in harmful values, harmful physical behavior around in this area. That's my opinion. It's Eartha's opinion. Okay. So we're going to continue on with our discussion. And from a mindfulness perspective, and pay attention and bring our awareness to what goes on with our body when we're from this point to this point. We go from best to here, a little bit before a high. What is what what are we noticing with our emotions? What are we noticing with the movements of our body? What are we noticing uh, with our breathing? And this takes a conscious effort to pay attention because oftentimes we go from here to here and we're not even aware that we may be overstressed. 
Okay, so I'm going to stop sharing this. Stop sharing, uh, stop sharing my screen. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Um, and hopefully that was, you can see that because I had a problem with sharing my screen. Okay. Then I'm going to bring my notes up here. There we go. So let me share a little bit of a scenario. Have you ever been to the doctor and, you know, for a sports physical or physical examination and they check your reflexes? Yeah, they may take a little hammer and they tap your your knee or your elbow and, uh, you know, you, it, it, the, the limb moves. And no matter uh, how much you try not to have that limb move, it moves because the, the uh, provider is clicking on a tendon that triggers that reflex. Even if you're thinking, I'm not going to move, I'm not going to move. They're not gonna. They're not gonna uh, trigger my my reflex. Remember, our reflexes is an uncontrolled response. What's another reflex? Breathing is a is a reflex. the The dynamics of the the breath and how the body responds to the breath. If the oxygen is not enough, um, the body responds by trying to uh, take in more air. Uh, here in our mindfulness and relaxation, breathing and awareness, we want to improve the quality of how we're taking our breath and when we're taking the breath. But if we try to like hold our breath, the body's going to respond and it's going to uh, try to take our breath if there's no other medical conditions that's preventing us from doing that. So if we can be aware that our reflexes is an uncontrolled response, can we really kind of use that towards our response to stress? Our response to stress is a choice. It's not a reflex. You know, if you're driving on the highway and someone cuts in front of you and you decide to let them have it with all kind of crazy words and, you know, just letting it out, that's a choice. It's not a reflex. If someone, if you're standing in line and, you know, someone cuts in front of a person in line and all of a sudden, you know, they have to call the store security because, you know, all kinds of uh, interesting behavior is being uh, exhibited as a choice. And what happened is they have passed over towards the point of the overstress. 
And oftentimes, usually when a person, when they're, when they've gotten to that point, there's probably an accumulation of things building up. It's just not that one thing. So, so what do we do from this? How do we, how do we get ourselves back into calmness? One thing that I would suggest is to recognize what is fact. And what is perception? The fact someone cut in front of you. Did it cause any harm? Or does the person just have, you know, poor planning and their exit was coming up? Now, if it's a response where that person saw I was here and, and they cut over and they're about to, you know, take me out. That's a perception. Because we don't know what that other person's was on their mind, what distractions doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong. Because we're talking about non-harmful judgment, and what we're trying to do is to keep ourselves from going into that overstressed zone. When we find ourselves moving into that overstressed zones, we can concentrate and make a choice. Is it worth it? Where am I going? How do I want to work this out? And what's the result of my actions? We talk about the me. We're going to talk about ourselves, not the other person. When we look at our mindful qualities, we're looking at how how, how is the event affecting our patients? How is this event affecting our openness and our trust and our acceptance? If you could, for a second, kind of step outside of yourself and look at yourself, what would you see? One other thing is um, I encourage my students to use is a scale. And I think I talked a little bit about that last time. When we see ourselves building up, you know, past that healthy, um, best point of stress, kind of gauge ourselves, you know, on a scale of zero to, to 10, where are you at? You know, hey, oh, I see that I'm, I'm growing um, up to a Level seven. Okay, so what am I going to do? Or am I just going to allow myself to hit that 10 mark? That's a choice. That's not a reflex. And how much energy is it going to take to recover from that point of being a 10? How much time do you have to, you know, to recover from being overstressed? If the blood pressure is going high, if the blood sugars are going high, if the anxiety, how much time do you have to recover? How much uh, investment? Or can you think about being a steward of our emotions? It's like a steward of our bank accounts. And instead of putting all of our response to the stress and just put it all in that, like that 10 Maybe 
using our expressions of how we're feeling. This is making me very angry. This is this is testing my patience. Uh, I know that I want to be respectful to this person that's stepping in front of me in a line. However, um, I know I'm not able to do that right now. And you take a take a breath and maybe count and then respond. So we we're going to stop and then we're going to breathe and then respond. And remember, whatever the result of of how you're dealing with that situation is going to be what you take away from that situation. It's going to be your gift. It's going to be your package at the end of the day. You know, so that's the way I kind of think of it. You know, and and once you make a decision and you make a choice. If your choice is to go to the overstressed and the result is the body's response psychologically or physiologically, the anxiety continually to wear on the body, how how are you going to recover? You see, but now we're getting all into different, um, you know, one little situation is going to affect the, the whole uh, evening or the whole day or the whole week. So finding that point where it's the best stress and we find ourselves moving towards that overstress, we could do things. It's our, it's, it's a choice of what we do, what, what we, what can we do? And that's what we're talking about because we we want to prevent and from a health awareness standpoint, do some preventative actions that can save our energy and bring us to calmness so that we can respond in a calm fashion um, and n- not waste a lot of our 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 um energy or uh, stress because as we said stress is a normal part of living it is it helps us protect ourselves in a response you know that we have to think fast we have to act fast and one thing we want our minds to be clear so that we can make the safest action that we can some of the other mindfulness practices is being open and being gentle and being empathetic and having gratitude. And we look at those mindful uh, um, qualities at ourselves, even at that point. <laughs> and that's hard. I mean, you know, you're, you're trying to uh, stay in the best, the best stress uh, part of the bell curve and staying calm and life happens. It always happens. And so we give ourselves a chance to improve and realize if, you know, if we go a little bit farther on that stress level, we, we could try again. We can reflect and see, okay, and use it as a learning experience and say, you know, if I had to do that over, this is what I would do. And talk about what was the real trigger. 
was there something going on before the event and that this was the last straw? Then talk about it. Talk to a friend, a family member, your provider. Because then you're turning that situation into a learning situation so that the next time you'll find that you are improving and maintaining your your calmness. Well, I hope that was helpful for you. Um, I was going to show you one other um, one other uh, slide, but I think I'm going to save that for next time. I encourage you to practice being aware, just a little thing, just practice being aware of at that point when you've gone from, this is my best point, my best stress point, I'm doing good, and then you find yourself moving to that overstress, pay attention to what your body is doing. How is your body responding? So that's the takeaway from this, our time, our session today. I look forward to talking to you again next time. And I encourage you to uh, look out for my new book that will be coming out as an ebook. It's on uh, uh, July the 7th. Uh, uh, the hard copy will be following. I'm <clears throat> working on some of the final edits on that. And the, the, this book is a wonderful little small book. It's a book of small stories and poetry. And it's an it's a it's a combination of the creativity that I believe that has been released as I practice mindfulness, and it's just um, I just felt like I just had to to put my creativity in writing. If I was an artist, I'd probably be painting and and doing all kind of creative things like that. But I'm not an artist. <laughs> that can't don't draw that well but i love to uh i love poetry and i like writing poetry and, and uh, short stories so uh the book is called the power of the bar uh rising from the pit of hell so uh, take a look at some of the uh, uh, upcoming uh ads i'll be putting out on my facebook page I do a little bit of a reading, and so I invite you to visit Transition Awareness Breathing uh, Facebook page, and I thank you for your consideration of buying my book. And until next time, thank you very much for joining me, and have a great day. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness. Awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.